Welcome to Behind the Frames. I'm your host, Jarrell Villanueva, as my partner, Armando. Armando, say what's up. What's up? And today we have a special guest. Our guest today is Matt Kazin. Is that how I say it? Yep, that's perfect. All right, Matt, tell us about yourself. Um, I'm a 20-year-old kid that grew up dancing his whole life. Um, see, been in Cali my whole life, born in Vallejo, grew up here in Vacaville, and I've just been, you know, acting background acting a little bit on the side mainly doing dance even some productions on the side of my dance team check it's dance shout out and yeah that's basically it yeah so um it's interesting um this is my first time actually meeting matt over phone um but armando was actually met with him because um matt was actually originally part of one of our attempts at making a short film uh move yep so the way me and Matt originally met was through a mutual friend. And he was like, hey, you know, I have the perfect guy for this role. And then he pulled up Matt's Instagram and I was like, wow, he really is perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, we met, we went over the script a couple times. We even did an interview, a recorded interview. I probably still have it somewhere. But, you know, sadly, the the short never went through. Yep, yep. What was your views on that short? Like, how was how was it for you? You know, doing the interview and stuff. I remember, I remember. Uh, well, I never really did like an audition like that because you know I only did like backward acting, so I'm really good at walking in the back. <laughs> but but when you had me read the script, I wasn't like I thought we were just like reading it. You know, I was just like hearing the story. But I remember you're like, all right, you got to be in character. I was like, oh, okay, okay. So but it was funny. You know, first time meeting you. Yeah, it was cool. You know of all the way to Vallejo and something, you know, opportunity. I saw it. Yeah, but, you know, maybe one day we'll be able to pick back up where we left off. Definitely. I remember when um, Armando showed me uh, your picture, Matt, and I was just like, this is the guy. Like, this is our guy. <laughs> you know, for that for that film, I was just like, I, I want him on um, the script. And, like, when I saw um, your audition tape or the read-through of the script, I was like, okay, yeah, we can, I, I want, I want to work with him. Yeah, I, w- I was bummed that we weren't able to um, meet in, a, in person. No, it would have been fun, I think. Yeah, just to work on that, that would have been pretty cool. But yeah. Yeah. Never too late. Yeah, hopefully um, yeah, hopefully in this next film we can get you on and, you know, let's let's make something. I love it. Yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, so um, you're into acting, right? Yeah, yeah. I did some background acting on the side. Uh, I actually started because my, uh, my friend on my dance team i saw him in like season one or season two on 13 reasons why and i was like yo dude like how'd you do it he's like oh psh, this guy go on this website sign up put a little picture then boom just sign up for it how was that experience like as an extra for a netflix show it was it was interesting honestly because like i watched they said don't watch the show because you're was it like you get stargazed or something if you see the star walking but you know i was like already in season two you know, I watched, I was caught up. And so when I saw the actors, you know, I, I basically just in a room sitting with other background actors hanging out and making friends. So that was fun. And then we get called. And then when you see the actors, I didn't, I didn't flip out. Cause you know, when you, when you kind of do that kind of work, no one really does. It's kind of like, you're just like all humans, but it was, it was really fun to work and see how it gets created. That was the funnest part. Yeah. It sounds really fun. Uh, I'd like to do something like that. Yeah, super easy. Like I said, all you did is just put a picture on a website. 
Yeah, like how does it feel like you know when you're on set and you see like the main actors like does it like feel like oh shit like they're famous and like they're in my presence or is it kind of just like work and like you know you kind of forget about that in the moment um so yeah it was like that for a second but i kid you not my reaction was like oh crap look it's clay no <laughs> that was it like i just don't freak out and so how it feels when i watch them work i was like i could do that you know it makes me hungry like come on dude i'm, I'm gonna try to do that you know and like so so when i seen it I saw it as competition. Other people see like, man, he's so good. He's great at what he does. I can never do that. I see it as competition, like bet, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think I get that from my dad. He's, he's kind of the same way, but every, I mean, I worked with like some famous people Oh shit! before on dance and stuff, but I never got starstruck over it. Yeah. I think that's a good mindset to have, you know, if you keep that mindset, I think you'll really get somewhere with it. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I don't get starstruck because yeah i don't know there's like very few people like will ferrell i might freak out (laughs) because that's will ferrell he's like the funniest dude to me and like i don't know a few others but yeah that's um that's interesting to you know have that mindset because you know most of the people who i knew uh were extras for that show you know a lot of times they were like oh my god like look it's logan that's wait that's logan lerman's a star right I forget his name. I just know Clay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clay, whatever. And like, you know, they talk about like seeing, you know, Ross and everything. And I'm just like, oh, shoot. I don't think you're meant for this, but cool. Good, good for you. But yeah, it's, you know, it's important to have that mindset, you know, especially in the business, because it's kind of just like you can be a fan, but you also got to realize that, you know, it's competition as well. Definitely. Definitely. And also, if you don't get starstruck, you get like on my first day. I got this perfect scene. Like they picked me and they had me walk right in front of the camera. Like you see me look and eyeball like Clay Jensen and everything. So my first day, I kind of, I kind of got the best shot I ever had. But then the next day was, uh, I'm just super quiet and I'm respect respectful. And uh, so the guy was a PA, his name's Sullivan shout out. He, uh, he, he picked like a group of like seven of us. And I kid you, it was like a room of 30. And it was my second day. And then he he took us all in this room. He's like, I picked you guys individually because you guys are really good at what you do. And you guys are respectful and all this stuff. I was like, thanks. I wasn't even trying. I was just being polite, you know. So stuff like that. And I think you really get respected for not being starstruck and professional. It kind of gets you, you know, better shots. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I have a question about like the whole process. Were there, like, were there any like people who kind of like didn't get that memo and kind of like, you know, kind of just like didn't really be like weren't professional at all during um shooting oh dude yes so yeah i heard stories on set because you know i came in season three middle of season three but there's stories of kids getting kicked out and all this stuff and not getting hired again uh there's one guy so pa is like standing on the side and like and they choose like certain rotations like you walk this way when i give you the signal you walk that way stuff like that and this one kid so this PA, he told him to walk like, you know, towards him, but he didn't. And so when, when the cut, when it was cut and he like walked up to him, he was like, why didn't you walk? He's like, I just didn't want to walk. I'm tired. So what he did, he, he kicked him straight out. He said, get out of here. Wow. Pay him, and you're never coming back. And that was it, man. So some people laugh in the back. Some people are hella loud and it literally bugs me. Cause I feel like, you know, like, I don't like when people are disrespectful. That's just, you know, 
it sounds like being back in high school. <laughs> oh, it is. I kid you not. These, you know, all these years, like in their twenties and stuff, we got to play as high schoolers. So yeah, they still are in that mentality. Yeah. So what's it like seeing yourself on TV? Uh, it's cool. Um, I know everybody that I follow on Instagram that I work with, they've been posting it and all this stuff. And believe me, I have an urge to post, you know, oh, look who's on 13 Reasons Why and stuff. But um, it feels great. You know, I'm like, oh, crap. Da, da, da. It's me walking by Clay. You know, like that one shot I was talking about. I saw that in season three is like the very first episode. And that was, that was just really cool. And a lot of people noticed me. They just hit me up like, yo, dude, I found you. <laughs> so it is pretty cool. But then again, I don't freak out too much about it. I feel like I need to do more. I need to do better. You're very humble. Like I said, that mentality could be a blessing. Yeah, I guess like I guess you could say I'm humble. But I, I think I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have like that kind of thinking. I heard you talk about um, you have a dancing crew. What's that like? Yeah, so when I was 13, I was a freestyle dancer. And then I wanted more. And then one of my mom's clients happened to be this dance instructor's wife. Or no, his mother-in-law. There you go. And so I got connected that way. I joined the team, did beginner classes. And yeah, I just been with that team for eight, seven years. And I just recently departed from them because, you know, grown up stuff. Got to find out what I want to do with this life. But yeah, so being a part of the team was really great. A lot of traveling, a lot of like meeting a lot of new people. Um, and yeah, we were just there for each other. Yeah, it was just a really cool experience. Um, so I was going to ask, like, did you guys do any like competitions? Like, would you like, did you guys do like, you know, nationals or anything, something like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. So we done a lot of national competitions. So we do competitions. We're known as a competition and exhibition crew. So we go like things we did mo most of the time every year was, uh, we do parades in Fairfield and Vacaville. You know, I think I forget what we're called, but we have those parades, the fiesta days and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, we go travel across countries uh, competing against, you know, world stuff. We made first place once. Oh, nice. Oh, shit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually a very big competing team. What's your team called? Um, Chapka's Dance Family, CDF. So we're, uh, we have like different levels, so we have different names. So I started off, it was Next Prophecy, it was like Junior. Oh, shit. And then it was Prophecy was our top team. So... You were on the top team by the end? Yeah, yeah, by the end. I was on the top team. Uh, mainly had to do with age. I kind of just boosted myself up. Okay. But yeah, with Next Prophecy, we went, sometimes we, we went even harder than the, you know, Prophecy. Prophecy was just like mainly adults. So that's how you mainly got on there. But yeah, crazy experience and a lot of competitions. I got a lot of, uh, I literally got a box of like all the stuff I won and it's pretty cool. What are some of the places you've been to dancing so we went we went to Vegas one time. Uh, I think it was like this uh, this rich business that just wanted us to dance on this stage before they got on there and started giving an introduction, you know, something like that. It's really interesting. It's like we're basically dancing in front of all these dudes with business suits. It's crazy. But we've done that. Um, we went to L.A. many times competing. I didn't really get a chance to like travel out of the country. My team mainly did that. Uh, sometimes I just didn't go. Something would come up. It would be like school or something. Yeah, I mean, we we mainly stayed in California and Arizona. We went to Arizona once. Yeah, I don't know why this is all just coming back to me. Uh, I got a question about dancing, though, like with especially with teams. Is there like a difficulty like trying to coordinate like a bunch of different people like at the same time? Because like, you know, I watch these like, you know, dance teams and like, you know, how there's like all in sync. Like, is there a difficulty to that? Or is it like kind of just like a step by step process and like, you know, just trying to get 
trying to get like everything memorized. Oh, so difficult. Very difficult. We're known as uh so there's I'll just name three top teams in California. It'd be Chapka's Dance is one of them. This one other team called Academy of Villains. Shout out Farside. That dude's awesome. He's the instructor. And then I'll give it to GRV. They're super good. So the thing is about our dance team. We're known for tricks, okay? We're known for like good choreography and tricks. But we're known to be sloppy. Like not everybody's in sync. Oh shit. <laughs> and then GRV is super super and academy of villains they're super in sync but the thing is grv's only in sync they're not mainly you know tricksters they don't got really great tricks they got great ideas not mainly tricks like bodies thrown in the air and stuff like that uh, academy of villains is literally chapka's dance and grv in one they're amazing they're not sloppy at all i actually hear crazy stories if you work with them uh like they would do like the same move like a hundred times and, you know, my dance teacher does not do that. We do it. We run it through a few times. If it looks good, we move on. And then we just constantly go do not repeat. They stay on the same, like, like three hit move, like a hundred times until it looks completely in sync. And if you mess up, you have to do like pushups oh, like shit. every single time. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty tough stuff. So, yeah, that's basically my team. It's this little sloppy tricks and. We try to be the best in sync as possible. Very difficult, though. I can imagine how when when you're um, training, like, how do you keep like morale up when like you know, let's say someone keeps messing up, like, how do you keep the you know morale up so that it doesn't you know not become motivating? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If someone keeps messing up, we definitely have to just keep telling them or work with them. We have like a few dance instructors, so they'll do it differently. One would just be like, he'll stop everything and just go straight to that dude, and then everyone would kind of look and be a little embarrassing. And he'll like make him do it a few times in front of everyone. Or, you know, he says like, we're a team, help each other. You know, if you see him mess up or do this, you know, talk about it. And if you guys can't solve it, ask the dance instructor. And yeah, sometimes it's poorly handled. I could definitely name some people I don't like being as a dance instructor. Oh, <laughs> yeah, mainly it's a it's a team thing. So we're we're good on that. But if you're Academy of Villains, you definitely get yelled 50 push-ups, you know? Yeah, like I heard like this, like, I don't know, it was like a 10 year old and like he messed up and then far side the dance instructor, he just like, like cussing. It was like bad. Like it's scary. It's funny, funny stuff. How is it being on a team? Do you still talk to your old team members? Um, I'm, I'm very close friends with a few of them. Uh, the thing is with my team, once you get to a certain age, everyone usually ends up going to college and moving out. So uh, it's only some stick around. So by this age when i kind of departed uh um main main of my you know my homies kind of already parted or there's drama so some of them had to leave and all this stuff which really sucked i try to stay as long as possible so how long does it take to like you know um like if you're gonna do a new routine how long does it take for your team to um kind of master and perfect it and get ready to um start um performing it for other people um okay so it'd be like a two-week thing so our routines would have to do with like probably like four songs or five songs mixed into one uh so that that's like realistically how much songs are in a routine and then so we'd learn all those pieces in like the first week and then the and then the next week would be hell's week which is everyday practice and it'd be like a long like eight hours right and then so we create 
uh, put it together, make formations, do throw in tricks, come up with ideas, all this stuff that we've been like, you know, saving up for the past month. Because everything before competitions, we mainly just create random stuff and save it for later. Then those two weeks are about putting it together. So yeah, so it's about two weeks, uh, teaching the choreo, cleaning the formations, and then yeah, just going to the competition. Have you ever been put in a position where you guys had to learn something really quick? Like not even like, you know, you know how you said it was two weeks to master it? Like, have you ever had like a situation where you guys only had like a couple days or a few days? All the time. That's literally what my team was known for, dude. It was like bad. Oh, like, man. I swear that happened like six years in a row. Like very rarely we have like more than three weeks. Very rare. Just my dance teacher, he's just so much about, you know, plugging things in and be like, okay, we got this that week. We got this next week. We got to clean this immediately. There's like times I'm like in high school and he like keeps us to like 2 a.m. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then he'd like give us crap. He'd like somewhat give us crap if we, you know, he would like try to find a way to keep us there. Like, oh, come on, bro. And all this stuff. Dang. But, you know, it's tough stuff. Your parents are cool with you guys staying till 2 a.m.? <laughs> no, our parents actually get somewhat mad, but like they get mad at us sometimes. Like, say, if, you know, you're the driver. So if you're the driver, if you have your own car and you're in high school, then like Greg will make sure you don't leave. You know? <laughs> oh, that's his, that's his name. Sorry. I'll, uh, yeah, Greg. He's a cool dude. It's my dance instructor. But yeah, he, he'd literally make sure. But if the parents come, then he's going to talk to the parents. Not going to happen. Dang. <laughs> Man, I can't even imagine doing anything like that. That sounds like torture to me. <laughs> oh, man. I, I made a sacrifice for it, though. That's for sure. I don't know if it was worth it, but. I made a lot. I mean, I went to school late a lot because I, I don't know, always had issues waking up. But dancing would make me super tired in the morning. I'd be sore and all this crazy stuff. That's like, did it ever feel good? Like, you know, after a competition slash like, you know, a performance, like when, you know, you would hang out with your teammates or kind of just like seeing how your hard work paid off. Like, did it ever like kind of give you like that, you know, kind of like that high of like, ah, oh, shit, like we did this, like we did that, you know, and kind of like feel proud of yourselves, like as a team. Yeah, man, definitely competitions. I've never been so fired up when I got third place in LA. Like this is what my teacher said. Okay. So there's like these competitions, dance competitions. They, some of them, like two of the biggest ones get planned right next to each other and they're both in LA. So we trained so long and I think it was the best piece. Everyone even said, that we won like it was the craziest thing crazy thing i can even show you the performance like it's insane we did so good and people were on their feet standing up but the people that got first place it was a great performance but people weren't going crazy for it dang so y'all got um y'all got robbed <laughs> yeah so this is what my teacher hit us with right after it was done i got so heated up i was so upset but but he he's like yo Everyone, because we all had to drive to LA, so it was, it was a long drive, and we'd been there for like a, uh, like three days training. Uh, so he was like, "Yo, this is what we could do. We could call this quits right now, and we could go home, or we could train a few more days and make it to the next competition. I could find a way to get in." And then I was like, "Yo, let's go! Like I am not freaking done. You know, I put in all this hard work. I was just fired up." And then everyone else wasn't just wasn't about it, man. Like half the team just said no. I'm like, how could you say no when we just got third place? So, 
So you guys ended up going home. Yeah, we ended up going home. I was so, you know, I was so upset. Um, I don't know what I was mainly upset over. I if I was like losing. I mean, of course, the losing part sucks. I just felt like we got robbed. Like if the team was clearly better, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I could see how they won. But this team, I just couldn't see it. So judges are random dancers that are professional uh, worldwide known. But you know, it was world of dance. Before it was a show, it was a competition, which my team was was on. They're on that show. Oh shit! But I wasn't on it yet? Yeah, I, I wasn't on it yet. Uh, but what, what I feel like they focus on is the international team one. And I feel like they've done that because you know America wins all the time every year. So to get more viewers is they let the other international teams win because it's only business, right? So I was like. I was thinking this all through, and that I guess I, guess I got kind of got the best of me, put me in that mood. But definitely, exhibition shows when in first place, or just even you know working really hard with the team, I always get fired up. Always has a good feeling. I actually really like your mentality, like you know, kind of like being fired up. You know, what's it called? Like I feel like not a lot of people have that. You know, whenever you take a loss, like a lot of people just you know call it quits, and yeah, you know, it's it's another thing to take a loss, but also kind of learn from it and kind of just like keep going on because you know there's so many times where you know i was like that like where i you know lost some like you know lost in the competition but you know it also just like kind of be like okay this is what i could do better next time you know yeah yeah so after after that loss when we went back and we you know i went back to practice i would just you know try way harder like it made me hungry for i think you know the the hunger kind of runs out so I think I was hungry for like a week or two, but I promised myself I'll be able to do like the splits by the end of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's like the hardest thing I couldn't do was a, the splits and a backflip. <laughs> it's really hard for me to do those. But I got so close to doing the splits, but it didn't last that long. But, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know why that was like my go-to. Like a lot of my friends were like, yeah, I mean, I could live without doing the splits. But it's like no boy in my dance team could do the split except one dude. He was really good. He was like a gymnastics or whatever. But, you know, it's something I just wanted to see if I could do because oh, it, was, it was just such a pain. Like, if you guys ever try to do the splits, oh, you can't. If you hold it for like a, yeah, if you hold it for a minute, you're going to like feel it in the morning. Like, it's going to hurt. Yeah, that's definitely not so, going to be something that I try out. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> like, like my dad, like my dad learned how to do the splits. I think it was because like uh, he took karate or something. So they taught him how to do the splits. And yeah, I was like, you know what? I can do it too. You know, I'm a dancer. I don't know why I can't do it. That's all it it is. Like success is basically perseverance and skill or not skill, but like the will to like, just keep going on, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So I have a question about, um, dancing. So like, um, is dancer culture a thing? Like, um, like I hear so many stories about like just dancers kind of like being in their own bubble. Is that like a little, is that something? Oh my gosh. Yes, it is. It's a big thing. And I kid you not, like fashion comes to dancers first before it comes to like everyone around you. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like people will wear like the craziest stuff in dance and then it get passed on. Like we used to wear these, if you look at old dance videos, these dudes wear these sweats would be like baggy in the middle. And then everyone started wearing them. Now they're called joggers. Oh, shit. That's where it originated from? <laughs> yeah. That came from dancing. Yeah. So everyone wears joggers now. That was that. That's a dance thing. And another one that's going on is everyone's wearing neon shirts, uh, cross earrings, hoops and stuff. Like like the majority are wearing it. 
but that started in dance culture in LA. Oh shit. Like that's where I seen it. Like from my experience, I didn't see no one else really do it except other dancers in LA. And then it passed the dancers all the way down here. And yeah, even I've been, you know, wearing neon shirts and all this different stuff. So it's definitely a culture and we we definitely know what's what's the next what's the next you know, trend <laughs> like i knew the woe yeah like i knew the woe before like everyone did probably like in like last year i knew the woe i even i was at, at this party i was like hey guys look at this you see this move this is gonna go viral <laughs> and, like i told hella people two months later everyone knew it damn <laughs> yeah like it's it's funny stuff oh that's crazy definitely a culture Mm-hmm. what's it called do you know the next uh the next new uh trend on like tiktok twitter and all that st- shit <laughs> uh i don't actually i haven't been to dance practice so <laughs> okay I, that's literally where you find it because you see one dancer do it everyone does it but so what who knows what are your thoughts on like tiktok dancers actually like you know these creators just creating their own like little you know catchy you know dances like do like dancers also do that or also like What's your thoughts on that, um, actually? Uh, so that's funny you say that. Um, so there's like this dancer. He goes on. He's like a professional. He's like in L.A. well-known. He made a video saying like, how are, we're professional dancers. How are all these TikTok dancers coming out and just like taking the shine, you know, <laughs> taking the spotlight? But I mean, how I see it is like a lot of people are afraid to dance. And I think everyone, you know, needs to dance in life because it just makes you happy you just dance if you're room alone you just dance so i find this as being a good thing that everyone gets off there's you know their butt and just starts dancing just and people are making money off the, i mean i wouldn't really call it it's a different dance that's definitely a different kind of dance it i wouldn't call it necessarily hip-hop or anything it has like a it's just literally its own style like there's popping there's waving there's like all these styles tiktok's its own style I am not kidding you. It's it's uh, it's definitely different. Yeah, like we want to do none of those moves at a competition or anything. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just it's a lot of hand movements with TikTok. I see. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, you do acting and you also do dancing. Have you ever been in any music videos for either of the two, or like any any kind of videos like that? Yeah, yeah, I've been in. Uh, let's see, I've been in a few music videos. We've been. Uh, we made our own. Oh, really? Oh shit! Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but it got taken off of YouTube because the song was copyrighted. Ah, but that was that was a cool one. Yeah. Uh, the dance piece we had third place in at World of Dance Finals in uh, L.A. That video actually got noticed by the director of Daddy Yankee's music videos. Oh shit! So he hit up my dance instructor, Greg. And then he put our whole team on, and that's how we got the job to go dance for Daddy Yankee. What was what so, was the song? The song was uh, it's called Con Calma, Con Calma, da, 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 da. like okay. You know, I think if you hear it, you're like, oh, I definitely heard this once. And right now it has uh, how much? It has like a billion views. A billion? Holy shit! One point eight billion views, and this this beauty, music video came out a year ago. Wow yeah so yeah it was great man yeah i only heard daddy yankee say one thing to us too he was like hello <laughs> like that was literally it that was it he like looked at us waved and said hello 
But how was that though? Yeah. It was it was really cool. How was the process of like being in a music video for like a big artist and like kind of like what was like what was that what was the, um those days like or day? It was cool. It was really fun, cool experience. Uh we actually had a so we all made it to LA and he uh he rented the hotels for us. So we all had our own room and we just got there. There's a huge warehouse, you know, all blocked off. There's only one way to get in. And yeah, there's production, these huge cameras literally on cranes and all this crazy stuff. And uh, yeah, it's like all these people working. You couldn't take videos or pictures. Oh, they'll ask you to leave and all this kind of stuff. It's like very, very strict. People will do it anyways. Like a lot of my dance team still did mm-hmm. it. <laughs> of course, I didn't do it. It's kind of like they're just, I have, I have morals. Yeah. You know, I have respect. So, uh, yeah, they're all doing it, but it was just really crazy, man. You saw like them, how they created it. I got to meet some cool people. Um, the thing I really enjoy it. I don't know why it's like, but the food they gave us, oh my gosh, we're eating what daddy Yankee was eating. Let's say that. So we got there early in the morning. You just go up to these dudes like, yo, I want the omelet. Like, what do you want in it? You just tell them, boom, they made it for you. Damn. So you had like your own personal chef? Well, not really. Like we just walked up to the dudes. Like, you know, they had their own setup. You just go like, yo, what do you want? You know, you make a little line, but there's like three of them. So there's never really a line. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, you just tell them what you want. They hooked it up. And and then at night we had like shrimp and steak and all this crazy stuff. It was amazing. (laughs) Dang. That's dope. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like a, you know, fun experience. Yeah, definitely. It was really cool. Kind of, like, were you guys the only dancers there, or did you guys, like, um, meet other dancers on set? So, there's these other dancers. Greg had, like, you know, connections in L.A., friends and stuff. So, we worked as the other team, this guy named Antoine Troop. He used to dance at our studio down here in California, in Fairfield. So, he's good friends with Greg. And uh, so, we had a team in L.A. We worked with them. But these kids were just, like, I guess they they do a lot of stuff. You know, we're strictly a competition exhibition team. So I think they've been on more than one music video. But there was a point where they had to set up the shot at the Daddy Yankee music video. And these dudes would just be loud and they'd be on their phones and they'd just be like snobby. Like they're better than everyone. And like it was a waste of their time that are there. They wanted to get let go early and all this stuff. And they're getting paid great money. I'm telling you, it's getting great money. So they just didn't appreciate it as much. And then... So yeah, we had to work with those guys, and then so we ended up have to having to go back like a week later because we had to take more shots. Um, but Greg didn't invite them next time because of that. Damn. Like my whole team, we were talking about it. Like, yo, those dudes are you know, those guys are punks. Seriously. So that's interesting. You talk about LA, um, like you know the LA dancers. So um, is there like a difference between like, you know, NorCal dancers and SoCal dancers? Like, obviously you just described one part of like, you know, people from SoCal, but you know, is there like a big difference in like, kind of like the culture dynamic between NorCal and SoCal with dancing? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so LA dancers, they do have a different mindset with dancing. A lot of them are cool. A lot of them are cool. I know I got a ton of friends at LA dance friends like i hanged out with the whole grv team all oh, those dudes are freaking treasure friends you know they really cared like if i would have asked my like, yo dude can I spend the night they'd be like yeah dude come on we're gonna have some dance sessions it'd be cool you know uh but some of them you could definitely tell it's like all about them which i don't bug them it's like they're not cocky they're just confident you know what i mean yeah, um, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of weird to explain but they de- we definitely have different mindsets yeah right 
it's not, I wouldn't say it as a necessarily like a bad mindset. I think everyone should be, you know, confident enough, but just not, you know, respect others the same. Yeah. Like this one guy, I'm not going to call him out. He's a, he's a well dancer, but I heard the story. This guy's like, Oh, what's your name? But then he kind of gave that to like, everyone knows my name. Ooh. Yeah. He's like, uh, my name's this. And he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. My name's da da da. But it's like, I'm like, yeah, he, that is something that he would say like, wow, really? Damn. Yeah. Some people are like that. Yeah, it's got, you know, the thing is too, it's kind of just like, regardless of how big you are with, within your circle or whatever you're doing, like dancing movies or whatever, it's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like you shouldn't be, um, you shouldn't act like that because not everyone's going to know your name. And also you just come off as an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you went up to Drake and be like, yo, yo, what's your name? <laughs> like he probably would be like, I mean, everyone knows Drake, but he. <laughs> I feel like Drake would be like, "Oh, my name's Drake. What's your name?" You know, be respectful. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just you know you gotta be humble. You know, it's kind of if you're you if you know you're good at something, you know, just don't be cocky about it because someone's gonna call you out and then you know you're gonna look like a fool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have a question about just um you know the lifestyle of being a dancer um. So when you're a dancer, is that kind of all you can think about? Or, you know, is there a lot of dancers who do other things? So dancing, yeah, mainly me as a dancer, all I would think about is dancing. And I mean, I always wanted to go out and make my own videos and stuff. I just never knew the a good videographer. And then I never had like a like people that wanted to create with me. So it was kind of hard. But yeah, as a dancer, I'd mainly just focus on dancing, how I could be better. Um, I always wanted to focus on different, you know, like styles and techniques. Like when my dance instructor would, you know, teach like a very, very girly piece, I'll freaking go ham. I'd be like, these girls ain't nothing. Like I'm going to look way girlier. Like I kid you not. Like a man could have only so much pride, but I'm like, you know what, man, I can do this. And you know, it's a dance team and you know, there's gay people that are like, there's like more majority of gay people that dance. I don't know what, but it's, it's just a thing. <laughs> and I got a lot of friends and I'm just dancing next to them. Like if they could do it, I could do it. What's up? You know? <laughs> so, like I said, I got that competition mindset. So, yeah. yeah. Can you twerk better than the girls? So I just say, yeah, 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 definitely. Like literally me and like two of my clown funny dudes, like we just like, like, like he'd like, all right, now boys group, you know, for a dance piece. And so we go hella ham, you know, we would go hella like, it was just funny. We we try. We try. Would you say that uh, the dancing community is more female or male or uh, like, is it more equal? Um, I think it's pretty equal. Yeah. You know, d- dance culture is pretty, you know, very open minded. You know, no one really gets judged or anything. Uh, I mean, my dance team, it could have been a little judgy. There's always drama. Uh, men or female, it wasn't really an issue. It's just who you were. Mm. yeah that's that's you know a great thing to hear yeah yeah definitely how diverse is like the dancing community like especially here in california and then you know everywhere else Uh, it's very diverse i say it's it's more diverse than anything like i kid you not it's just very accepting i feel like dance was like Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I love them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so you you talking about like um, you know, kind of like the Jabberwockies and Lesions. Have you ever met any of them like on your competitions or ever like you know, or no? Basically, everyone around me are friends with uh, Jabberwockies and like knows them. There's one guy oh, that's really? a Jabberwocky that came from my dance team. Oh shit, wow, that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, his name's Austin. I never got to meet him, uh, but he's been on the dance team. He's like, I guess he's really really good. He's a great free freestyler. But yeah, he's one of the captains on Jabberwockies. I oh, thought that you weren't supposed to say who you are when you're a Jabberwocky. Everyone knows it's not hidden. <laughs> they show their face. Oh, they do. Yeah, it's not hidden. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Even like when they first came out, they on the show. What was it called? What was that show called? The old, the old one when they first came was out. Was it America's Best Dance Crew or, or was it something else? I forget. I thought it was like a three letter or four letter thing. Anyways, but they're on there. They they took off their masks like after they're done. Wow, I, I'm, I'm not uh, a huge dance person. I've never really been into that, uh, gotcha. you know, scene. But I, it is something that interests me, and uh, you know, so I don't really yeah, know much. Like about every it. dancer eventually had a Jabberwocky's mask. Definitely. Oh man, I remember the Jabberwocky phase where everybody bought like the white mask and just for Halloween <laughs> yeah. they would just go as a Jabberwocky. I remember. I was, I was that person too. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it was a vibe, man. I, I mean, that's the first thing I bought was the Jabberwocky mask and freaking. When I got into dance, I learned how to do the wave off of like a tutorial video. Got really good at it. And yeah, I was like, boom, Jabberwocky mask. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, dude, I love the Jabberwockies. Like re when they um did the finals for the um for NBA for like two years straight, and they did the Bay Area um you know music, and they you know it was it was a fucking it was a fucking vibe. <laughs> Yeah, dude, they're freaking awesome. So this is off topic, but I, I know you're not from you're not you didn't grow up here in Vallejo. But have you ever heard of the guy Skittles that used to dance around here? Skittles? I don't think so. Do you remember him, CJ? Uh, I know of him, but I never got to see him in person. No. Yeah. Oh man, there was this there was this guy who used to, you know, walk around Vallejo and everywhere you go he would just be dancing and you would find him like everywhere. And he was, you know, a really big person here in Vallejo and all of a sudden he just kind of disappeared. Yeah, and, he was a local uh, legend. Yeah, he was. He was. And so if you're from really? Vallejo, yeah, if you're from Vallejo, you know, you most likely know of him. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't really care about him. But yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure I could definitely look him up, probably find him. I mean Skittles, you know, that's a that's a name I use, probably just Google. Yeah. Find that dude. Did he ever make any content? I have no idea. I think he was just, you know, a wild spirit who just wanted to dance his heart away. Was this before oh, social cool. media or was this like, cause like, you know how like the Facebook era, like was this before, you know, people started posting everything? Oh yeah. It, it was, it was before like social media era. Definitely. It was like, this is from my childhood that I remember him just oh, yeah. dancing around. Yeah. Mm, that's cool. But you know, it's interesting how we're talking about Vale um, Vallejo and Skittles, right? So the interesting thing about Vallejo, we talked about this in the first episode is how Vallejo is like, you know, kind of like the new breeding ground for like, you know, new talent and um, performers going into mainstream media, you know, like 
it's crazy how um because there there's a lot of people who i know who are in the Jabberwockies that came from either like you know the 707 or like somewhere near here and it's kind of crazy how like you know this small town right here like you know someone made it somewhere somewhere else you know yeah yeah that's that's like a cool thing to rep have you ever actually met someone in a like another team where they actually came from like you know either Vacaville or Vallejo yeah a lot of a lot of people I met a guy I went to Hawaii and freaking he was just like he was like it was like a band playing at this place I was at and it turned out he was from Vacaville like oh really oh shit and he yeah, he looks exactly like Johnny Depp. It's just something that happened like a few months ago. I was just tripping out about. Wait, uh, like you know Kita the Great? No, I don't. The dancer actually. He so he won America's Best Dancer, or uh, I forget what the show's called. There's so many of them, <laughs> but he won. He won the million dollars, and he dances on my team. Oh shit! Oh really? That's cool. That's pretty cool. So yeah. you have like a, yeah, a star on your team. Yeah. Well, we have many stars like. We got Melvin, Melvin Tim Tim. He's he's a great dancer. Um, he's getting pretty. He's getting bigger. Um, and yeah, he he's out there in LA. He's doing his own thing. Made his own team and stuff. So yeah, we we got a lot of people branching out. Uh, Isabel Caps. I don't know if you know her. She's really big too now. She got a lot of followers. Like she's a big name. She came from our dance crew. Um, just a lot of people. Like I'm these people I'm talking about. They got like three hundred thousand. Oh shit. Followers. <laughs> crazy stuff like that and then we have this like these people i used to dance on our team like a while ago they're called the next kids they're from here oh shit they're from fairfield and they got like i think they got like a lot of followers too now Shouts out ricky nicole and all them they're freaking they're blowing it up that's awesome yeah, that sounds pretty cool maybe one day we can uh all film something together yeah i mean shoot yeah they're constantly making projects so I have a question about, uh, you know, how it is now. I'm not sure if you would know this because you said you're not in dancing anymore, or you're not in your crew anymore. But uh, how do the how does how is dancing like in quarantine? You know, like do do does everyone still meet up and practice or what? <laughs> Zoom calls. Zoom calls. Yeah, they're teaching on Zoom calls right now. Um, I see videos of my dance instructor. He's in the studio, and he's just, like, riding a bike or something. <laughs> like, that's the last <laughs> thing I see on his story. He's just riding a bike, or he's in, like, this one room where he has, like, these cushions, like, to practice backflips and stuff. Oh. And his, his kids are just jumping on there and just, like, he's, like, recording them. He's like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> pretty cool, stuff. though. That's pretty cool that you guys are still finding a way to, you know, be a part of dancing while this is all happening. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a good way to be productive. Definitely. You know, um, it's interesting how, you know, you brought up quarantine. Do you think dancing culture will change after this whole pandemic ends? Like, do you think we're going to stop touching each other or kind of like, do you think that's all going to change? Like the dynamic of like physical contact? Um, I was actually thinking about that. Um. I mean, it has to have some kind of effect, right? I mean, unless we have like an actual cure that we don't even have to worry. Because what, what, what do we have that already has that came out? Um, like we got like, like we have like other stuff that came out and like got everyone sick or gave them the flu. Ebola. I still <laughs> <laughs> no Ebola. Freaking zombies. No. Uh, Was it the Zika virus? 
no, it's like something flu. Uh, I think it starts with the S. Swine, swine flu? Fuck. Yeah. Swine flu. Yeah, I think that was a thing. But we didn't, you know, go through this whole pandemic. Like the swine flu kills more people than the coronavirus. I think I've read something like that. Yeah, to, but today, I think it's going to be like that eventually. It's yeah. just it's going to take time for us to get back to normal. Definitely, it's going to take time. Yeah, I think today I actually heard uh, that the coronavirus isn't as contractable as they say it is. I'm not sure how true that is, but um, yeah. So I mean, we never know. We we're still learning so much about you know this disease. Yeah, dude. Like we're living in a crazy yeah. time. Like no one really knows what this is, and it's it kind of it's kind of worrisome because you know everyone's trying to figure out how to beat this, but you know it's all just theories and you know like what if or like you know oh I think this could have worked. It's yeah. starting it's starting to turn into facts now. Yeah, you share the crazy stuff that's coming out. Yeah. So anyway, getting back on topic. <laughs> um. So. You uh, have you ever done modeling? I know I know I've done a couple photo shoots for you, but uh, other than me, have you ever had anyone else take your pictures? Uh, friends and stuff. I mean, these new iPhones are insane. And then I do my own editing, but mainly you were the only one I, I that actually took me out. We did like found some cool spots and just you know took pictures. Yeah, man. I'm gonna post this on um, YouTube for you guys, but there is there's this amazing shot that I got of you uh in that flower that that flower field you remember oh yeah dude yeah, yeah that, those, those are some great pictures that picture yeah, those are good like those pictures are one of my favorite pictures all time just because of the location it was it's like such a great spot yeah dude and i drove past it the other day it's all mowed down i know uh it's funny a couple months after that we did that i wanted to take my girlfriend out there to shoot at the same spot and it was all gone it was all gone. I was so sad. I know that American flag thing was cool though. Like some spring painting right there. Yeah. Yeah, man, you got some good editing and pictures. Yeah. That's probably, that's a lot of the top best pictures I ever took. Yeah, dude. Definitely. Ron's Thank a really you. good photographer. He's like one of the best. He's going to, so is CJ. Sick. you know, you know, it's funny. Uh, I was actually using CJ's camera at that time. Oh yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We when <laughs> all of, when all of this is over, we should definitely take some new pics with my new camera. Yeah, let's do it. I got more spots too. Oh I've yeah, been taking notes of some cool spots I've been driving by. So I got I got some good ones. Man, I love finding new spots. Last night I actually went on a photo shoot. Um, at, it was like twelve o'clock at night, and I was like, I want to go take some pictures. And I was just driving around looking for spots to go take pictures of. Yeah, it's fun. It's just, you know, it's definitely during these times, you need, you need something to just get out. Like, I went to Top of the World, if you know that is, like in Davis. No, I haven't it's heard of that. It's a spot you could see. Yeah, you can see over, like, like at night, you can see the lights of the lights of Vacaville and Fairfield. Oh, but shit. I drove up there, and I took a picture, and that's my most latest picture, was me sitting on the rail. And just, you know, pretty cool spot. You got to take me there sometime. Yeah, definitely. Freaking when I when I pulled up there, there's like these kids doing a TikTok. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it was so funny. It was awkward too because I drove by the soul. Like, what is she doing? And then I heard the song. It was like, it was that one? Dun, 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 dun. Like, I was like, oh my gosh! And I just drove by, <laughs> wait for them to leave, and then I just took a picture afterwards. So it was funny. Do you have a TikTok? No, I mean people tell me I should make one. Yeah, man. I don't know because I'm a freestyle dancer. I know. How to, I know. To, I just don't have. I don't know. <laughs> you should definitely do it. I, I plan on it. Like, 
I think I was actually talking to Armando, like just creating some stuff. I came up with a lot of ideas. So yeah, definitely discuss discuss something later. Yeah, yeah there's there's a yeah. lot of unfinished projects that we've been talking about that we need <laughs> to get to. <laughs> Yep. Man, we've been we've been procrastinating for so long and now that we have all this time, we can't even do anything. Yeah, the stuff the stuff that uh because I brought some props and I was like we we're like thinking about making a music video, me and Armando. But um yeah, it's kinda of just in my closet, but I, I do try it on sometimes and I start dancing in the mirror. I'm like, man, this looks so cool. We gotta try it. <laughs> you gotta send me a picture of it. I think you did. Is it the same one that you sent me a picture of a while back? Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm still messing with it. Okay. Yeah. Like there's a few props. I need to work on. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited, you know, for for all these future projects that you know we're coming up with. Um, definitely. Pretty soon we're gonna add a YouTube. Uh, well, I mean, this is already on YouTube, but pretty soon we're gonna add another YouTube channel where me and CJ are gonna, um, you know, film a bunch of pro- a bunch of projects and just videos for you guys. Yeah, what's it called? Ooh, content. That'd be good. What's it called? We're calling it. Um, this is actually the reveal of our new YouTube channel. It's called Secret Gazebo Productions, right? Yeah. Yep. Secret Gazebo. That's a. What's that mean? It's it's kind of a, a inside thing between me and Jarrell. Um, th- you know, most of our meetings that we have are at this gazebo over by his house. It's just just like in the middle of nowhere, and it overlooks a mountain. Um, and we we just go there a lot, so. And not a lot of people know about it, so we just decided to name our YouTube channel Secret Gazebo because it's something that means something to both of us. But yeah, we're going to be launching that pretty soon because, um, you know, yeah, hopefully we got some within content. the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Do it. That's awesome. Keep creating. Yeah, dude, quarantine is just like kind of like fueled a lot of like the things that we've been wanting to do. Like, you know, we've been meaning to do this podcast, or at least I've been meaning to do this podcast for a while. And, you know, quarantine happened. I was just like, I got time now. So there's no excuse for me to slack off. And, you know, look at us now. <laughs> Third episode in. But yeah, so like with um, content, you know, the thing about um, quarantine that I'm actually appreciating is like all this free time, you know, and seeing other people also take advantage of that too is actually pretty exciting because, you know, People are actually making great content and, you know, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what you're going to make next, Matt. I'm waiting on that TikTok we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, man. I'm working on it. I mean, mainly it's not, I think it's already thought of and done. All these ideas are just easy to me. All I just got to do is just explain it to you. But yeah, just whenever we start, I think we're going to be finding some momentum. Bro, I think you can, uh, I think y'all will be, uh, able to get famous on uh, tiktok because to be honest like if you can like f- figure out how to make good tiktoks you'll be successful there and then that'll just transfer everything else you know yeah yeah tiktoks aren't too easy i mean i mean aren't too hard <laughs> i think i mean if it's just short videos like what's hard is making a whole dance to a whole song like that's that takes time oh yeah 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 like i add on like one move every like two minutes like it takes me like and then even then, like if I keep dancing, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna change that move. <laughs> you know, gets really picky and artsy with dancing when you create. Yeah. But five seconds or ten seconds, that that's easy money. Yeah. The only uh, the other thing that kind of pisses me off with TikTok is just the editing process within the app. Like, it's hard as fuck. Oh, the app it has. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So be aware. <laughs> <laughs> Girls on TikTok, man. 
Like the ones where like the wear no clothes, like come on. <laughs> <laughs> I see that all over there's, my Instagram. There's Explore a bunch page. of that, it, bro. It, it makes me so so uncomfortable. I'm like, man, like, isn't it Explore page like something like you look like it's based off what you see yeah. Yeah. or what you look up? Yeah. Right. So I don't. I don't. I hate watching those. I don't know why it pops up. <laughs> Man. You know, it's funny because um, for me, I don't get any of that. What I usually get is is like stoner videos and <laughs> videos about like how to get away from the cops. Like I don't know why all this stuff is coming up on my my uh, my what is it called my TikTok. It's is <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just recently got the TikTok, but you know the reason why I haven't gotten in a long time was uh was because I guess China owns it. And so there's oh, really? this law that, yeah, if you have this app, China has, by law, you agree to the terms that they could check your whole phone. Oh, I didn't shit. know that. I kid you not. Look it up. It's actually real. So they could see your photos. You could see all your videos. You could see everything. Oh, I feel bad for a bunch of the. <laughs> yeah. So, so China, China gets control over the TikTok app, and which means it's connected to your phone. So, but I, I mean, everyone, you know. Who cares at the end of the day? <laughs> if they mess with people, then I guess we're going to war. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I feel you know, bad for the girls. <laughs> did you hear... Did you guys hear about um, Italy opening up for other countries but not letting Americans in? Yeah. That's actually pretty funny. Italy? <laughs> yeah. Italy is opening what? back up for, for tourism, but they're not letting Americans in. That's so funny. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. I don't think we should be opening up. Are we like up. the safest country? Are we the safest country? Yeah, I'm pretty I sure don't we're the think safest so. country. We're the most productive and safest country. I think. I think. Yeah, by statistics. Yeah. Yeah, but we're we're still also rising I check, up. I check them daily. Yeah. But it's also because uh, what is it? We have uh, there's like a difference. Like it has to do. You have to like estimate how much people live in the country and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. So Matt, other than dancing and acting, what do you have? What have you been doing in this quarantine? Uh, I've been trading and working with my team. So it's a, it's a trading Forex, you know, like cryptocurrencies, uh, can even go to Bitcoin and all this stuff and stocks, but we mainly just do cryptocurrency. Oh shit. When did you uh, start doing this? Like, um, was it before quarantine or was it like during? So it was, it was before quarantine. I did it last year. It was called IML. Um, the thing is, though, with this thing, you have to have the right team. Mm-hmm. So my team, they kind of just didn't really communicate with me as much. And it kind of just fell apart. There's like drama oh, on the higher ups. And so we kind of were just like left studying on our own. So I've been studying, just mainly trading. And then my friend got reintroduced to it. And that's where we found this team called the Walking ATMs. Oh, shit. And with them, they get, they actually help us provide uh, trades. They help us build our team. Um, these guys are all from around the world. Arizona and all this and my my buddy Charles he's actually in Texas yeah he's in Texas right now and he went and drove an hour to go meet the actual team oh shit and so yeah everyone's connecting and they don't have a team in Cal yet so it's starting with me my buddy Christian and yeah we're building like right now we joined like a few weeks ago and it's yeah it's been growing we got a team seven right now it's pretty cool stuff so how long um is it going to take to like fully form a team here in California uh, definitely will take time. Uh, I mainly want to reach out to people once I have results right now. I'm just making pocket change, okay. you know, like I woke up the other day with like $83 from one trade. Damn. So that was pretty good. Yeah. 
I made that. And then, yeah, so I'm just, you know, trying to like have process before I put people on. Mm. Because that's the easiest way is results. Other way, you have to just like, you know, purely faith. So in a full team, how many people would you say there are? In a full team? Yeah. It, It keeps going. Oh, really? So it just never stops? Nope. You can make a fat team. Like, what our main squad will be like our top 12. Okay. Definitely. And what we're, we, we're actually doing, we're on Monday. No, yeah, Monday. We're going to Las Vegas and we're throwing a home event because we have a team in Las Vegas. Oh, shit. So we're going out there. We rented this, uh, this house. It has a movie theater. It has a hot tub. It has like four bedrooms. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going out there. We're going to have like 20 plus people go. We're on the, you're going to see it on my story on my account. But yeah, we're just going to basically just go there for work. We all put in on it. And yeah, we're just trying to reach out as much people as possible. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. It's definitely fun, especially once you make your team. But as I said, we're still on our team building. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Is this something that you want to do like as a career or is it just like just for fun and kind of like as a side hustle? Well, it matters how how fast I make money on this. Like I'm making pocket change, like I said, $83. Like every week I'm making like 100 or 200 it, you know, it changes, mm-hmm. but trading I'm forever going to do, I think for the rest of my life, because I'm always profitable with trading. Ooh, we got the Wolf yeah, of Wall Street so. here. Wolf <laughs> 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 Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a really great thing and definitely helps you become financial, financially free, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wake up in the morning, trade for two hours and you're done for the rest of the day. All right. Well, thank you guys for having me. It was fun. Thank you, Matt, for coming on. Uh, where can they follow you, Matt? Oh, at Matt, M-A-T-T dot underscore dot K-A-Z-E-N, Matt Kazen. All right. And you can follow me at Jarrell.jpg on Instagram. Mondo, where can they find you? You can find me at arm underscore and underscore O on Instagram. All right. And you can follow this podcast on Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Radio Public, or Breaker. But other than that, we'll see you in the next episode. Peace. See you guys.